This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Logan, how are you doing on this great cold Monday night? I'm doing all right. We're back in the groove for college football this past Saturday. I mean, granted, we had went to another game last week, but it felt like a real college football Saturday. Um, yesterday, um, well, not yesterday, Saturday against Northwestern. It was cold and rainy. I was stung in the eye. <laughs> you were it's quite a quite an eventful day. Quite an eventful day for a shit game. But let's 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 talk about some other games. Let's move let's move let's move away from the pain that is Penn State football and talk about some more Big Ten football. Let's start with Michigan Iowa. Michigan coming off the Maryland win where they got their shit together essentially against a team that passed the ball a lot and went in a dynamic offense that we think Maryland is. They went to Kinnick Stadium to face an Iowa offense that isn't really that good, but a defense that is just as potent. Michigan proved themselves against Iowa in my opinion. They did. J.J. McCarthy looks really good. Blake Corum was great as usual, um, and that defense did it. Iowa's defense didn't really uh, have their usual effect on top five teams that come to Kinnick. So I was impressed. Is- with I was impressed with how they played, um, passing and running the ball. So, which is a, a a thing that I feel like a lot of people need to really understand that, like. Mich- nobody really goes into Iowa and win wins, and especially not Michigan, because Michigan hasn't had a win in Kinnick Stadium since 2005, you know? And like you said, you know, McCarthy looks really good. Blake Corm did well. And it seemed as if the men- – what happened? Defense played well. Defense played uh, really well. Granted, this was an Iowa team that seems like they had their – Defensive stride, offensive stride, you know, going after like the win against Nebraska and I forget who else, but they yeah, made a lot of mistakes. They're not good teams, though. So they're not. Uh, they made a bunch of mistakes. Petrus was Petrus. I don't know what you could say. What you could say this year. I feel like what we what we we should rank the the would we rank the quarterbacks again? I mean, in a couple of weeks we go back to see like how how our college football predictions fared. Petrus is he. Um, he, he should. I don't know why you're even considering him to be ranked on any list. No, he. No, I, I was talking about in terms of the worst quarterbacks in each conference. Uh, but yeah, no, the this is a bad offensive game by Iowa oh, per usual. Um, but the defense, Michigan's defense, played really well, and Michigan's five and zero. Oh, this is their first. I did not realize this is their first road game of the season. Um, and they they four. Would you say? I said they only have like four. That's so weird to me. Um, but they went into Kinnick Stadium and got it done. Ronnie Bell, please don't wave to the kids. That is that was wild. That was one of the wildest things ever. Um, but yeah, I think Michigan. I I have it up there. They're up there with Ohio State really this year. I feel like the gap between those two programs is slowly, slowly this year, slowly, slowly. Um shortening but like 
obviously Ohio State is still leaps and bounds ahead of them. And we'll talk about Ohio State in a bit, but I, I think I should have, the, my, I guess not even up there with Ohio State. Maybe that's not what I should say. I think I should have more faith in Michigan like I have in Ohio State this year. Um, I think what up until the game, I think Michigan could still contend for a Big Ten title this year. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, oh, I think it's Ohio State, Michigan, who's fighting for three. But let's move on to the SEC. And it came between two teams that, like, again, not people people don't know what they're what how to, you know, how to determine the quality of these two teams. Um, Kentucky obviously going into this game was the number seven team in the country, coming off a sloppy win against Florida. Ole Miss, I believe, was 14 going into this game. Um <sighs> Kentucky made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's why they lost um the the two two red zone turnovers is really the reason they lost this game coming into this almost really hadn't been tested. So yeah, no, they had it interested to see what they would do, but Kentucky, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. That's pretty much it. Well, and I think what's also Ole needs Miss to be said, capitalized. they also left a lot of points on the board too, because yeah. the Wildcats missed two extra points. At a field goal and a legal illegal motion penalty, which you know would would have would have stopped. I think they he threw a a touchdown pass the final minute. So like, it, it sucks because they really um they really it was the mistakes that killed them. So I'm not sure what to say about Kentucky. Um, like so, but I will say Kentucky got Chris Rodriguez bat and he played fairly well. So it's a difficult loss for them, but they play South Carolina, I think, next week. So I, I hope they, you know, get back to the win column on that one. I think this was this their first loss of the season. It was. Damn. Chris huh. Rodriguez, the run game's still not good. It's not. He didn't really play that well. Seventy-nine yards for three point eight yards per carry. You and your YPC. Yeah, I don't care if you have seventy-two yards if it's. But you're taking like Dude. 20 carries to get there. Like, that's not impressive. A story coming it's not, out of this one. It's not what they need. They need a good run game because they haven't had that. Um, a story coming out of this game, I think, is quite interesting that there were 17 NFL scouts at this game. Yeah. There for, to, uh, for Will Levis. It's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine 17 scouts coming to a, a Penn State game to evaluate Sean Clifford? Will Levis is more talented, so. But that is that's quite interesting to me that they they I realized that he was getting this much like draft buzz. Yeah, I don't. It's because he's he's in a system that's very um, translatable to the NFL, Mark Stoops system. So I get it. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, I think he's kind of very. Uh, high floor, low ceiling type of guy. Yeah, to me. No, I, I, I mean, like you said, seen two players who you can also say that about be drafted in the first round back to back. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, Kentucky, no, you know, silly mistakes cost them this game. I, I think they'll be okay. 
I think they'll be okay uh, as well. It's good to see Ole Miss's defense winning them games opposed yeah. to their offense, which is what the usual story is with them. Um, I will say this: Jackson Dart did not oh play my. as what? No, I, you're not going to tell me that he played well. No, I said he's not play as well as that you would have liked. Especially, I don't think Lane Kiffin. This is definitely a downgrade for Matt Correct. Oh, it's almost as if I said that this offseason and you were about to tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> um, you can't deny it. I, we have- no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So let's talk about this next game, a game that I put money on dumbly, you know. I told, told you not you to. told me not to. You told me not to. I said Arkansas money line. I should have. You told me to bet the spread. I shouldn't even have done that. Um, before some dude came out of nowhere. Okay. No, I don't even think so. That some dude was anything. Like, so Bryce Young went down in this game. He did. Um, granted, that time he went down. Bama first, Bama started off hot. I guess the Arkansas team that we said was in wounded, was it wounded dog mode? Wounded animal mode. Um, they started off hot. Shutting them out in the first quarter. I think it was halftime. It was 28 to 7. Bryce Chung went down in the second quarter. And just for a second there in the fourth, I mean, in the third quarter, it seemed that Arkansas was capitalizing on, you know, J- freshman Jalen Milrose, um, like newness. He was four of nine for 65 yards and touchdowns. He had some rushing, some rushing prowess, but I think he had like a 160 yard rush or whatnot. The offense starts to sputter and Arkansas started to capitalize. And then, you know, Saban said, get your shit together. And then they ended up going on 21 to three in the fourth quarter, Bama for the win. The run game for Bama is back where it needs to be. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, your guy. 270 plus yard touchdowns. Your guy was killing it. Was he was. Um, they had five rushing touchdowns as a team, 317 yards on the ground as a team, 7.5 yards per carry. This the the Alabama offense looks like it was doing well, but I, I it's it's weird that this Alabama defense likes to go up and down when it comes to um when it comes to keeping the pressure. Like this happened against Texas, and it happened again uh, um, at points in Arkansas. I feel like Bama's fine again. Like you're getting into midseason form now, but it's just interesting how like this keeps happening. Arkansas is a good team. Arkansas so is a good. Not, team. You're not going to hold every team to Georgia-esque numbers from last year. Yeah, that's facts. Not a, a realistic talk about Georgia of any any team, but Arkansas just. I don't know. Their their offense just wasn't good enough. Last year when they played, they had Traylon Burks, and Traylon Burks was such a, a good talent for them, and he was yeah. able to make their offense have more dimensions than just their run game. And while the run game was solid today, um, the pass game wasn't there, and that's it wasn't. That was, that was the the problem I had with them going into it is if Alabama can make them one dimensional, it's not going to, they're not going to be able to win. And they could. And that's what Bama did. And, and yeah. And uh, they also couldn't stop the run, which 
it's more surprising to me because I like we like their run defense. Their pass defense is what I was concerned about. But they couldn't stop the run today. Like you said, 7.5 yards per rush, 10.8 yards per pass. So they were defense, we said, they're going to have to win shootouts. And unfortunately, the passing game wasn't here for them to win that shootout, even with Bryce Young going out and the backup coming in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's just interesting to me because I feel as if that both these teams, Arkansas is a team that like right now they're probably in a spot where we didn't expect it to be three and two. They had two, they've already had two emotional losses and I think they play Mississippi State next. They play so, Mississippi State on the road and then they go to BYU. Jeez. With no bye week, which is the dumbest, dumbest thing ever. So, so they're going to have to face some offenses that they're probably going to have to, you know, the shootout thing. You don't want, if the formula to beat Arkansas is keep them one-dimensional, other teams are going to try and do that. Yeah, but do the other teams have... No personnel? Personnel to do that. That's so a great question. I don't think because, that... Because Texas A&M didn't stop them because they made them one-dimensional. It was a very... Um, bounce to the ball type of game. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Like they missed it the was. field goal. It was. Um fumble. So Mississippi State doesn't have a Bama style of defense. They have a good defense, I, I think, but not a Bama defense. And BYU sure doesn't have a Bama defense. So I hope they can bounce back. They're not they're not even favored against Mississippi State. I, I didn't think they were by a touchdown. Jeez. So. Uh, let's talk about the ne- this next game. Kind of emotional for me. FSU Wake Forest. We knew that a FSU was really in for a tough test against a uh, high off high octane offense in the ACC and pretty much their first real opponent that they've played. Um, I'm not gonna actually LSU was LSU. I'm not gonna LSU say LSU is a good team. Yeah, LSU is a good team. So I'm not gonna disrespect LSU like that. But in the ACC, this was their first. ACC opponent that, you know, has some merit, especially coming off a double OT loss to Clemson. Wake Forest was in Wounded Animal 2. Uh, wounded Animal Mode 2. And for the majority of this game, it seems as if that's what would happen. Um, Wake Forest went out early to a 21 um, or 20, uh, yeah, 21-0, lead. Um, and Sam Hartman was playing good. He had 234 yards and two touchdowns. Their run game was actually there, surprisingly. Um, and State allowing Wake Forest to find a run game. And Florida State got within a touchdown, surprisingly, um, in the fourth quarter. And I think it's, I think I have to, I have to give props to both teams here. Wake Forest was really flawless on offense this year, this this game. They had an 80, 90, and 75-yard drive and a 71-yard drive. They converted 10 of 18 in their third downs. They knew how to take time off the clock, which was the biggest thing, especially in the fourth quarter when it seemed as Florida State was coming back. The Seminoles, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. 11 penalties is not okay. 
That's that's you. That's where you lose the game. And I know Jordan Travis had a fumble, even though he did play fairly well this game as well. Um, I think he's been really good for them this season. He's he's looked a lot better than most people expected him to. Uh, he had three touchdowns, hit three thirty-five. The run game for the Knowles didn't look like it was there either. You know, Trayshawn Ward had eighty-seven yards on thirteen carries. Yeah, it just. Well, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't even say the penalties are the reason. It's the fact that in the first half, they scored first drive, and then they went punted, punted, fumbled, yeah, they're not punted, missed a field goal. So like, your offense was not there in the first half, and you had to play catch up the whole game. So yeah, um. It was just, uh, as much as you know, Jordan Travis's stats look good. They, their offense wasn't very efficient when it was out there. No, and especially not in the first half. Uh, Wake Forest, they I think they play Army next, and then Florida State. They got a top ten team. Who you know, like who they get? They're not a top ten team anymore. They fell. Oh, they did. Okay, um, we're fourteen now. So. So you got a top fifteen team in NC State on the road, I believe. I think yeah. so. I think Florida State needs to win one of the next three. I think it's NC State then Clemson, right? Um, they need to win one of the next two games. Um, it most likely won't be Clemson, and they need to if they want to contend for the ACC. They need to win one of these next games, but. It's not vital to their season for them to win. No, of course not. This is it because they got they they can get other wins in the schedule to get to bowl eligibility. Well, first off, this is nobody expected going into this game. I think at the beginning of the season that we talk be talk about a top twenty five Florida State team. No, I'm just saying, like, so like already, I think the season has already (laughs) deemed to be somewhat of a success or headed in the right direction. This program is headed in the right direction, in my opinion. And then let's move on to across the water, Clemson, um, MC, NC State. The, both these, these teams are teams that, like, Clemson, who's right on I mean, and, you know, showing that they can win shootouts, that they could go into, go play teams that, you know, have high-octane offenses and come out on top. And that happened here again. You know, DJ Uyungale played really well again. Um and they, as they beat NC State, Clemson seemed like they had control of that game the entire game. Um, NC State never really got into a rhythm. Devin Leary threw the ball 47 times, but never really like seemed to have, have it on offense. The offense was stagnant yet again. While Clemson, DJ Uyungle, got it done on the ground and in the air. So, and it was the defense. It was the defense, honestly, on Clemson's end, like we said it would be. That really got them to win here. Um, yeah, I, I I know what else could be said. What else could be said? Clemson's secondary was amazing. Their D line played well per usual. NC State couldn't really get any pressure going on, and they got you know ripped apart slow and steadily by Clemson. And Clemson's probably they're now in the driver's seat for the Atlantic Division. They're yeah three and zero now in in the conference. So. It's looking like 
they're probably going to be the favorites to come out of that and probably the favorites to win the, the conference. Um, DJ played well again, like you said. The defense is great. They're kind of on a different tier than everyone else. Yeah. Unfortunately, still. So they have. That was perfect. Had a good game. They have um, Boston College. Okay. Yeah, Boston College. Who... <laughs> He's yeah, bad. No. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Um, barring any surprises, I, I don't really see a te- like a super hard test for Clemson, like that they can't win the rest of the year. So um, they're probably the favorites for the ACC at this point. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it, it, to, truth be told, like I feel like this is the Clemson team that can do well, and. <laughs> That's it for our like games that you know we saw. I think a lot of the results of the games that we just said we we saw coming, you know. Um, ex- I, I don't know if I ever really believed Arkansas would be Bama, but you bet on it, so you. I did bet on just to, I bet two dollars money line. It's 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 okay. Now it's not about some upsets. Those two dollars add up. Though. Those two dollars do add up. I actually made all of it back last night. Mm. Um, because I bet the Kansas. City, Kansas City, um, minus seven and a half. The spread was three and a half. I did minus seven and a half because I knew Kansas City would win by a touchdown. So, you know, I tried. Um, let's talk about TC. Going into this, first off, let's talk about the Big 12. The Big 12 is just, I, I love it this year. I think if you are a conference with the name, with the Number 12 attached to you, you are the best conference because the Big 12 is just the greatest thing to watch this year. Um, we said, I said at least this, um, this season that the two teams that I believe were going to take steps forward in the Big 12 were TCU and West Virginia. West Virginia is a, a, a way better team than I think that their record shows, to be honest. Uh, and TCU is Undefeated, you know. Sunny Dykes is having a great time right now. Oklahoma go into Oklahoma. Oklahoma, who you know, we we praised their defense. There, they came off the loss to Kansas State. Who Kansas State, like repeatedly, like we said, had their has had their number forever. They went. They went into Fort Worth, actually. No, they went to Fort Worth. They they got Oklahoma coming out from that win. Max Duggan. Well, first off, like you said, what did you? I think you said it best. Oklahoma needs to figure out how to stop a running QB, mm-hmm. and they did it because Max Duggan first started up the game with a long. I think a he had who had sixty seven yards for one of the his rushing touchdowns, and was just they it was killing the defense. Twenty three of thirty three, three hundred two yards, nine point two yards per pass, three touchdowns. No picks, 116 yards on the ground with two, two on the ground. Basically putting up quite like just like kids, Kansas State, the same one um, Adrian Martinez put up last year. What the hell happened here, Logan? They, they didn't address the problem that they, they um, had last week. They could not stop uh, inside runs or the quarterback runs. So that's pretty much it. TCU and Dylan Gabriel got hurt as well, so um, yeah, 
just didn't address the problem. That my question is 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 so obviously I don't think Oklahoma now they're zero two zero two a Big Ten play by the way Big Twelve play by the way yeah um was that so yeah what do you think do you think how how is this this Big Twelve title race gonna go down I know obviously mm-hmm. OK State is still like the I think we picked OK State to win the Big 12 title, right? I believe so. Probably. It's anyone's – we'll talk about the rest of the Big 12, but it's really anyone's conference at this point. Right, yeah. Like, Kansas is currently leading. Tired with Kansas State. Um, but I feel like anyone can win it. I mean, even Oklahoma, their game is back, but they can win any game. They can beat anyone. It's – so I, it's pretty wide open to me. It is, and then I, TCU. I, I think this is great. The, they're they're really. T- I love I love seeing these programs turn around because TCU is also a program that has had success in the past. So like, I really like seeing them turn it around. <laughs> Next upset. You you got got, you got, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma! I don't. I think they're fine. A lot of people are panicking. Yeah, this is too. Two losses in a row to purple teams, but yeah, also two losses to veteran staffs. Yes, head coach with a transfer portal quarterback, changing an entire culture. So, no need to get upset. This wasn't going to be a Lincoln Riley team. It it is it. It wasn't going to be a playoff contender. So, it's a. I hope people didn't think it's a first round coach, everyone. So it's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, I think I don't think this is it. Nobody should like feel any type of way about this team. About this, it, there's no reason to panic for this this game. I can't say the the same thing about this next this next. Uh, this next Rinse game. and repeat from what we said against about my about the App State game, pretty much. I'll say this. Can I uh, can I go on a can I go on a rant? Okay. It's time to talk about the most overrated coach in all of college football. His name is Jimbo Fisher. This is Dabo Sweeney, I feel. No, Dabo has at least the success in a whatever. Uh I think I saw I I forget who's I think Paul Feinbaum said it recently. Take away Jameis Winston from Jimbo Fisher's legacy, and what do you have? A mediocre head coach. The guy who uh, is supposed to be a QB whisperer, a QB guru. I don't see it. I see an inept offense. I see an offense so stuck in 2014 but still can't make any adjustments. What I see you a QB guru in 2014. Huh? I said he may have been a QB guru in 2014. His offense may have worked then. I think I I, I really think that's one of those situations without without James Winston, Jimbo Fisher doesn't have a legacy. Wait, uh, okay. Like, in my opinion, but I, this is not even about that. This is about what are we paying you for? 
we are you, you are you saying no, so? I'm saying this is this is what the boosters are saying. This has to be what the boosters are saying because, yeah, granted, you know the the recruiting class, you know, you're not going to see much of it until like when um a couple, probably not a couple years from now. Um, you should see it next year. You should see it next year. But this is a team that went eight and four last year, who I think people are so. So, like, a fans are so ready to be like, remember 20, 20, uh, 2020 when we uh, finished number four in the AP poll? Yeah, in the final AP poll, yada, yada, yada. And had a loss, but, and had no SEC championship appearance to speak of. And uh, remember when we beat Bama that one time? No, beating Bama that one time every three years is not something to be proud of anymore. What? Substitute those two teams. Huh? <laughs> Substitute those teams, two teams for Big Ten teams. Oh, <laughs> that's us. So, hey, we, I wish time we beat Ohio State. I wish we could beat Ohio State one time every three years. I wish. I wish we could beat Ohio State once every three years. It's not. It's not even. I think we have one bit against Ohio State in the last ten years, bro. That's some real shit. But yes, it, it's like, what are you? What are you doing? This is a. This is a team right now that you have losses to App State. Unacceptable. I love to say that's an unacceptable loss. That is an unacceptable loss. You were, like you said, um, a bounce of the ball away, literally, from a loss to Arkansas. Miami is more inept on offense than they are because that game was terrible to watch. Like, it was just two bad offenses. Arkansas was a bounce of the ball. And now you have this loss to Mississippi State. Granted, Mississippi State is not a pushover. I do not want people to be like, oh, Mississippi State, this is a team. No, but AM, this is not a. They lost some last year. Yeah, this is their second loss to AM again to Mississippi State. So, like, my thing is, Jimbo, what the hell are you doing? And I don't know if they could fight, they will fight him. I don't think they will. They're not going to fire him. Because you've already invested so much money into him. And and it's, I don't know if you should should AM. I have a question for you. At what point this season? I don't even know if, if they will this season. At what point this season? If if this season at all, should AM press the panic button? They're not doing anything in season. You cannot overhaul an offense mid season. You can't. So they're gonna ride this year out. Pray they don't pick up any more egregious losses when you look at their schedule. You know, you got Alabama next week. Jeez. They play the rest of the SEC. I mean, the only easy win I see on this list is maybe UMass. Oh, yeah, UMass and maybe Auburn. They're not doing anything midseason. They're going to wait to the end of the season, and they're going to have a nice, serious talk with Jimbo about, hey <laughs> – are you going to relinquish control of this offense and let someone else do it? Because we have the talent to have a good offense and do whatever you want. And you've decided to do this, this shit offense. I think, I think the thing is to, especially Jimbo needs to reinvent himself as an offensive guru. He needs to reinvent what he does. And I don't know if he's going to do that. My problem with, with Jimbo, especially this season is all the shit he was talking this past year. This past like season, like we were supposed to go into the Alabama A and M game, like this is Jimbo was like 
Timbo talked shit about Saban all off season. So this is gonna be the this is gonna be the um, the game where it finally comes. I was like, why do you do it? Why did you do that, bro? This comes. This is where it comes into the, especially after you. I can't wait to see a sign. Thirty-two million for a loss. There's, I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet. Like, I can't wait to see what they say because there's no way you're going into you're limping into the Anna, the Alabama game. Limping. You've already lost before you even played. Even if you somehow beat Bama, it will mean absolutely nothing. Um. I mean, maybe you won't end up with four losses. Maybe I'll end up with three. <laughs> it's 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 just, but on on one other on the other side of the ball, hey Mississippi State offense seems to keep doing it. Keep doing what they're doing. Will Rogers, great game from him. Uh, run game was oh, decent. The run game was more efficient than A and which I I I find that hilarious. Um, chain was efficient. He's the only good part about their offense. He did have a fumble, I believe. Okay. Um, but you know, we're we're used to fumbles at this point, aren't we, Logan? Just another turnover of the Texas Texas A and M had. They had like four, right? Yeah. It's first off, Hayes King looked terrible when he got in there too. Like, they're because they're not putting their players in a position to succeed. You have it doesn't you can't blame the players because the con the, the game plan and the the play calls suck. Yeah, it does. And and it doesn't matter who's in there. You have all the talent in the world, but if you can't utilize it properly, it doesn't matter. So again, Jimbo at the end of the season, they're gonna have a talk with him, I bet you. Either you reinvent yourself and recreate a new offense. And you know, get with the times, or you hand over the reins to someone else. Because Which, if not, then what are you doing here? It's a, getting paid for nothing. Getting paid for getting paid to win recruiting rankings. I, I, I honestly think, like, Doesn't no, matter. no offense to, um, no offense to other teams or whatnot, but them is not paying for eight wins a year. Maybe for another program that'd be great, but not AM. I don't think that's what they're paying for. Let's stay, let's stay in the SEC and go to a team that kind of... It was kind of weird to watch this game, I think. Um, Georgia. Georgia started off looking unbeatable. Like they, we said that there's a, there's a gigantic... Um, a gigantic you know, gap between these teams. What the hell happened? I think it's just they played Oregon, and you know we weren't really you weren't really expecting Georgia's offense. Like you didn't really know what you were getting, and they kind of came out and punched him in the mouth because they just have better athletes than them. Yeah, and it was like the first time you're seeing them for this season. But now we're five games in. And you kind of know what they have. They have some okay running backs. They have some okay receivers. They have an okay quarterback. They only have a game changer on offense, except for their tight end room. Yeah, they only have a game changer on offense. And I, I think that finally has like people have realized that like okay, now we got some tape on you. We got tape on this offense. 
you are stoppable on offense. It's not the, oh, my gosh, Stetson Bennett Heisman quarterback that we saw week one. Like, that's this. That's week one. Leave it at week one. So I think the offense is going to be more akin to this than what we saw against Oregon because they're not dynamic at any one position, really, except for tight end. Yeah. So I just – it was shocking that it was against Missouri. Yeah, that was uh, that was the biggest – weren't leading until the four minutes left in the game, I think. Yeah. Which that's surprising, but them looking human and it being their offense is kind of, I'm not shocked. Uh, so I think when, when we redo our tier list, they they should not be in their own tier anymore. They definitely yeah. are on the same level as Alabama and Ohio State. But now it's like we go they go into their Auburn game, I believe, next week. And it's like how that's I don't think it's a that game is still is as foregone a conclusion as a lot of people expected. Auburn's no good though. They are not good. Auburn's no good and they're playing in Athens. So Oh, I did not know we're, that. We're not doing that. I'm not Missouri's not good either. I don't We're think. not doing that um, because Auburn's not good. I do. I, I do feel bad for Mizzou, though, because it wasn't a situation where you were up at the second in the, in the first half, but you, you were leading this game up until, like, the last five minutes. So, like, imagine you're in that stadium and you're like, are we really about to rush the field against, like, the national champion? Like, I, I feel bad. I low-key feel bad for the fans, you know? Back-to-back heartbreaking losses for them. Terrible. Let's talk about a team that just keeps on winning and keeps on winning and won't stop winning. That's not what UCLA. This is team. This is this is my team last year. No, your it team last year. It was my team. Was your team last year. My team this it year. It sucks. Your team fired their coach. <laughs> yeah, this is UCLA is a team that I'm was after this year. You um you liked their running back. I liked their quarterback. Both did great things this Chip game. Kelly. Chip Kelly. UCLA is back on top of the Pac-12. Coming against a Washington Huskies team that is still really good. I, I honestly think their offense is still really, really good. And they ended up almost coming back in this game. Um, Jordan Thompson-Robinson played really well. Zach Charbonnet played really well. And, and this UCLA offense just looks great. I... I like Chip Kelly being back in college football. It'd be great. Yeah. Are you are you serious about that? Yeah, I'm being very serious. Why wouldn't I be? I thought you like hated Oregon and anything that had to do with that team. Don't you like hate Marcus Mariota? I hate Marcus Mariota. I don't hate Oregon at all. He didn't he play for Oregon? He did play for Oregon. I don't hate Oregon. I I, I quite enjoy Oregon. <laughs> Why do you hate Marcus Mariota? Because he beat us at the Rose Bowl 2015. And he, he was always naturally put up against Jameis Winston his entire career. Oh. He was, they went one and two. What do you like? I, I don't. Hey, man. He played at Oregon. Anyway, um, Michael Penix, he struggled a bit. He did struggle a bit. Um, that is acting in the second quarter. Second half, but 
I really enjoy watching UCLA play this year. Uh, it's it's been this is really good. Yeah, Pac-12 is wide open too. I mean, it, it, anyone can really win. There's five teams now: um, Washington, UCLA, uh, Oregon, U- USC, Utah. I think can all contend for the top two spots there. So it, it seems it, it, some good games in the Pac-12 coming up. Yeah, there are a lot of good games. Um, let's let's quickly before we get to. The Pac-12, obviously, the Pac-12 is, like, again, the best conference there. Let's talk about the other great conference. You know, this was a – wait, I don't know why I put Kansas-Duke, you know? This is weird. Oh, yeah, I should have been in the past. Kansas uh, keeps rolling. Finally, he's ranked. Kansas went, played – first off, this was at home. These, How often are the Kansas um, fans going to rush the field? Did they rush the field? They, they, I think it's the first time they rushed the field. Oh, really? Oh, because they haven't really played a thing. But this this was an ugly Kansas win, to be honest. This was probably the most ugliest ones because Jalen Daniels didn't really do much on the... It, this was an ugly game, to be honest. Like The fact that Hunter Deckers threw the ball 48 times and the final score was 11 is crazy to me. That's all right. Kansas can win big and they can win ugly. Yeah, that's just that's a great team in my opinion. Good. I'm I'm happy for this. Was a good win for them. Their defense really did the their defense is the heavy lifting this game. It shows what type of team they are. They had five sacks, eight tackles for loss, four pass deflections, three QB hurries. I might cry. Oh my gosh! It's beautiful. The win. This is like a really fun Kansas team to watch. It is. And that damn right, college game day is going for the Kansas TCU game. Finally. Damn right. And then finally, the biggest game of the Big 12 um, last week, a.k.a. the repeat of the Big 12 championship, was the Iowa not Iowa State. I don't know what is happening. Oklahoma State-Baylor game. Um, nine, number nine ranked Oklahoma State going into Baylor. Baylor is just having, I don't think this is the season they expect it to be having. Uh, Blake Shape. Blake Shapin didn't really play well. For some reason, Baylor's de- offense was doing nothing up until the third quarter, and then they did nothing again. Spencer Sanders, I don't know how long he's played in college football, but it seems like a lot. He, um, he plays well against any team not named Baylor. and he This finally, is true. finally played well against them. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see that. Hopefully, he doesn't have to. I don't think at this point... I don't. I would say Baylor's out of the. Any team could really oh, make. How are they out of the? Don't say they're out of the race. Yeah, I was, no, no team in the they're Big Twelve is out. One game back. This is such a good conference. This is really a good conference. Yeah, anyone, no one's out of the race. Look, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about right now the polls though, because a lot of teams. A lot of teams. Found themselves. I think we had seven new entries into the top the top twenty five this week. Yeah, a lot of a lot of movement. Uh, let's talk about the bottom. LSU, welcome back. Want to talk about people who left? Um, oh yeah, Minnesota uh, enjoyed their brief stay after losing to Purdue. FSU brief stay. Pittsburgh finally gets fucking finally frauds. Florida State, you'll be back. No, they won't. 
you, you enjoy that enjoy that one week. Wisconsin isn't uh wasn't ranked, but they got Wisconsin their, even they ass they got their ass handed to them by Illinois. LSU though, yeah. Were they ranked in the preseason? LSU I don't think was ranked in the preseason. But they're here. Cincinnati is back. We're back, hello. Mississippi State is finally getting the credit they deserve. As is Syracuse. And the goat Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker is just it's just great. Who, who he had well, let's see, two hundred plus yards against Wagner. Because he's great. Uh, Kansas is ranked first time. UCLA is over Kansas State, which I feel like people love. TCU is ranked for the first. Love that. This is this is really great. This is so good for college football. Um, see, Wake Forest jumps twenty, jumps seven spots after beating Florida State, which is interesting. Ole Miss jumps in the top 10 after beating Kentucky. Kentucky falls six. I think it's respectable. Oregon. Uh, I told you, we told you everything was fine. Oregon's Oregon's fine. Uh, Utah, I feel like should be a, a Penn State, but oh well. Penn State surprisingly uh, moves up. No movement other than Bama and Georgia switching spots. And I would argue that Ohio State deserves to be above them. But hey. <laughs> hey, it's okay. What is what is week what's week uh what's week what is this five week six, looking like week six. week six um you got some let's see nothing good there nothing nothing good, good. Tennessee LSU Friday no Saturday you got LSU Tennessee got Kansas Kansas TCU, TCU. uh. Mississippi State, Arkansas. The Red first, River, the first unranked Red River shootout. This yeah. is like nineteen something. Got Utah, UCLA, which I think is going to be a pretty exciting game. Um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State should be like that's a trap game. I think you got UNC oh. versus Miami, which isn't really like super exciting, but hey. Oh, also. Props to Georgia Tech for beating Pitt. If any oh, team yeah. did it, great. great I'm job. glad it was you. USC plays Washington State. Let's go Washington State. BYU plays Notre Dame in Vegas. And Vegas. Kansas plays <sighs> Iowa State. Uh, you got Texas, Texas and Alabama, of course. NC State, Florida State. Um, some pretty pretty good games. Uh. <clears throat> We'll see. The Big 12 looks really exciting next week, as does the Pac-12. Anna plays Bama. Iowa-Illinois is also going to be an interesting game, too. Because yeah. people are forgetting Illinois is really good. Um, this having a quite, quietly good season. Oh, Michigan State play, plays Ohio State. For, I'm so sorry. Uh, 25 and a half is the line. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> should be higher. Might, should, yeah. Shouldn't be higher. It's no good. No good for Michigan State. We didn't even talk about them, but they lost again. Michigan State is a terrible team this year. It's, I'm glad Mel Tucker got the money when he could. It's not his fault, though. It's not his fault. I'm not going to. I think it's that. just, I mean, last year was kind of an anomaly of a season. It was an anomaly for a lot of teams. 
So, like who? Huh? Like who? Like Michigan State. Okay. Who else? That's it. That's all. That's all that matters. You can't say that statement and act like you're talking about someone else. I'm not Pitt. talking about someone. Pit. 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 For sure. <laughs> Definitely Pit. Um. But uh, Michigan State, like last season, was kind of um, lighting a bottle. And realistically, your program is kind of a seven-age win team. Like, and that's fine. I don't know why you're expecting, like, shouldn't expect to win 11 games every year. That's not, the state of your program is not winning 11 games every year. I'm sorry, you're not Michigan, unfortunately. So, but good on Mel Tucker for getting the bag. He is secure. Going seven and five for the next ten years, with an occasional nine-win season in there, maybe. Love that. Love the occasional nine-win season, like us. Um, we're actually good though. When relative, that's a relative. We won't have Sean Clifford. That will be good. How do you feel about the student section emptying at halftime? I mean, I don't blame them. It was a miserable game to watch, a miserable game, miserable game to be at. So, uh, don't blame them. They're casuals. <laughs> casuals for thinking it was an easy game. Casuals, 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 casuals. All right, Logan, plug us out, please. This is a quick pod. Yeah, uh, follow us on Spotify um, or. And tomorrow's, not tomorrow's, whenever you're listening to this, the NFL episode uh, and future episodes, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Six Sports. Follow two of us on Twitter at Logan Borky at Noah underscore Deej. Check out all content on SixSportsNetwork.com. Well, this has been the Six Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It was Logan. Call him a volume merchant all you want. Will Rogers is the highest sports podcast. With Thank Noah you for listening.